welcome to this engaging podcast series created and hosted by rahul siri founder of russell of dot cloud i'm tashvi arora and i will be your host today though we will dive into the captivating world of literature exploring fascinating stories through provoking ideas and inspiring authors get ready to embark on a journey of words imagination and endless possibilities so grab a cup of tea sit back and let's explore the magic of books together let the adventure begin so today our special guest is monica khanna ceo of mount olympus group of schools with a remarkable expertise in education management monica mam has revolutionized school startups leveraging her passion for education technology market analysis and budget planning her exceptional leadership and commitment to promoting education have earned her numerous of achievements and recognition we are thrilled to have monica mam join us today to share her insights and inspire us with a visionary approach welcome monica mam hi thanks good evening tashvi uh, quite happy to be at the russell book club and uh, here i go i can share all my experience whatever you ask me that's absolutely great ma'am so my first question to you is can you tell us a little about yourself and your journey to becoming the ceo of mount olympus schools uh so kashvi it's like a long process you know um, firstly being the ceo of mount olympus group of school uh, i think anybody could not think i'm at, i'm at just 40 and i'm the ceo people are talking that why such a young ceo but yes i've owned it and how i have that, that should be my beautiful story so uh, i'm nothing to do much with education earlier i was a choreographer when i started my journey i was into choreography dancing and you know the stage lights camera that was the thing which used to you know really uh, fascinate me and i've been to many school events you know so schools have been the part of my life throughout i was just not a student i used to move to different schools you know doing inter school competitions and representing schools and then when i chose choreography as my you know passion and my learning ages i started teaching again you know so i was teaching in schools since you know starting when i was 19 i was the teaching at the schools where i never even got admission to so that's the journey how it began and that how those journey became from choreography to events i was fascinated about the school annual days you know this association then i moved there i started you know doing lot of annual shows shows for a lot of universities and schools that really picked up and then uh, you know gradually i was also building up my business skills my talking skills my pr skills when because i've seen you know it's not only your passion and your skill aap add karte ro you keep adding collaboration you will become a better self and that's how i was stepping myself so when i moved to gurgaon some around 12 years back here in gurgaon there are multiple schools in every kilometer you know you just don't have one and everybody is trying to be the best and that's how i got into education in a very uh, you know a uh, uh, very like i became a pillar like a from a like a stone how it picked up that Uh, they wanted to start up the schools they wanted you know uh, a person who can help to set up schools to carry out the budget carry out the marketing carry out the best hr people so there is my role i i build it up to that you know 
and uh, eventually now it's been now 10 years almost and even more that I've opened many schools and now today I'm here. The school I opened seven years back and now uh, we are in the fourth school running and uh, yeah, now I am the CEO. Oh my God, such an inspiring journey you had. So I want, my next question is, what was your inspiration throughout? So the, say, uh, so the inspiration, if I say, is, you know, this whole structure, because in school, what fascinates me in school is that, you know, it is just not a school where a child is going from eight to two, right? It is a whole process where for 12 good years, you know, the parent community, the teacher community, the children, and any everybody is so much involved there just to give the best education to child. And I think this really fascinates me. And this is the reason I could never move out from education. I tried a lot of things back. I did, I went to an event management company. I, I did a lot of shows and all that, but again, came back to events. Even if my marketing skills were good, I wanted to use it in the schools only. So this is how it all worked out. And, you know, I think the, the whole spirit of giving the best education to the child, I think that's really fascinating. That's amazing, ma'am. So, uh, how do you foster strong relationships between teachers, students, and parents at Mount Olympus schools? Okay, uh, Kashmir is a very important question because I just mentioned that it is just not that you know these days schools are not only there to uh, give education to the child. I'm saying it's a process of twelve years, you know, wherein you have to have the bestest of the teachers, bestest of the parents. So it is, it, you know, it's, it's an amalgamation of a lot of collaborations to give that best to that one child, right? So there are so many people involved. And this is what I do. You know, my whole, my skills of collaboration, the PR has all helped growing this relationship. And how it had happened is that, you know, I ensured that, you know, because I, I, I was earlier the strategic head of the group where I used to create policies, strategies, all my strategies and uh, you know policies were for the benefit of you know improving the relationship like for example i, I will do I, you know if my principal is doing an event you know she's planned some normal parent uh, ptm i will just try and put my inputs to create some way where parents can also be a part of those associations right like for example we have you know this uh, parent teacher assembly i'm sure you have done assemblies in your school you know, but in our school, we do, even parents are uh, come and they put up a assembly. They all meet for like a week's time. They plan, they strategize, you know, they form a project and then they do those assemblies for their children. So it's a very beautiful bond, which is created. Even if like, you know, we, we were having an annual day, you know, our pre-nursery parents are one of the parents, which are like, you know, they're too young. We even make sure that they also perform on stage. So we've done those kind of things where the relationship has really built up better. And coming to the teachers, we are one of the schools which is so open to talk. I mean, we never, you know, there are definitely hierarchies and all, but we ensure that even if there is a bit of problem or an issue or a concern, any of my staff member is feeling, it should be rectified there and then. And I'm telling you, this has made the school so beautiful that, you know, everybody is in very happy zone because if my teachers are happy, 
they are going to in turn give best to my students. If my students are happy, they're going to tell all good about to the parents. So it's like a it's like a whole cycle which goes, and I think that's the best part. Amazing. Okay, if I want to be a teacher, so I will definitely join your school, Dad. <laughs> or if I have Lovely, to send I, my I would kids. love to have you, my dear. Yeah. So I want you to share some innovative teaching methodologies or programs implemented in your school uh, with the student-teacher relationship. So, Kashmi, uh, here I want to just say that these days the best thing about uh, all the schools are, I'm not saying only my school is good. These days there are so many schools available that, you know, they are born to give the best resources to the children. So I'm 100% sure that every school is doing a fantastic job in getting the bestest of the methodology, bestest of the resources for their children and for their school. Because there are a lot of available in the market. Mein. Jo aap, you know, when you used to limit to only teaching and a chalkboard study, now there's so many resources. As per the, uh, you know, the price bracket, like because there's a fee also involved, but everybody does best. So we've also done it, like apart from, you know, we, we have, you know, classroom boards, we have smart board. We started with smart board when it came initially, you know, children, because every child learns in a different way. You know, somebody wants to hear and understand, somebody wants to write and understand. So there are different ways. So you have to ensure that your school has all those resources. But apart from that, there are, there are multiple ways, multiple teaching methodology, which schools do like we also do. Like there are flip learning. Like these days we use flip learning. You know, uh, the children, you know, when they go to a class, they feel very boring. Okay, I'm on a topic. When in flip learning, we know we ensure that, okay, we, have, we give them notes prior to that so that they're a little knowing that what is going to happen. They, they brainstorm them. They ask for queries. They, they, you know, even if they read through, they'll ask, we'll ask their teacher. There is a curiosity which is generated. That is done. Then, you know, uh, we, we use project-based learning, you know. Project-based learning, which children are really, really happy, you know, we build up groups. And in our school, it is very smart because, you know, psychologists are always available in the school. We try and ensure the children are not happy with each other or upset. We try and make their groups. So that they can all build up that project together. They can talk, they share, they coordinate. Unka bhi relation better hota. I think this helps them in their personal grooming and learning also. Apart from that, you know, many other things, you know, there are collaborative learning, peer learning, which is all done these days because these days you have to be experiential. You just can't do a chalkboard writing or this thing. So we are also following the experiential learning. These strategies are actually so amazing. Okay, so what are some of the struggles you faced while building this up and how you overcome them? So the biggest fear, not the fear, but there was a biggest concern that, you know, uh, uh, you know, with education, there is always like taboo that, you know, it has to be someone from an education background who wear glasses, who wear saris, they look good, they look big. But I was young. So every time I stepped into opening up a school, giving good strategies, there was always that that senior people, like the, the people who are little, you know, overrated. They used to always, you know, always comment or always try to derogate that, you know, maybe you are young, you don't know. But eventually, it's not about young and knowing, you know, it's old. It is about the right strategy to use. Because all schools are different. 
every spaces are different you can't have the same strategy in the other school right and everybody has their own usps so schools are so busy these days principal uh, these days are so busy they have to run the academic side they have to run the operation side anybody needs someone like like you know people like me who are on a managerial level who are at a ceo level who can overtake these schools right to understand what are the need of the principal because maybe do principal is the best person to go and take all answers but she also need that help right so here i come in the middle who tries to give support to everybody if i am feeling that you know maybe my staff is not happy with some decisions of the principal here i go and negotiate this all just helps in transformation so yes my major uh, flaw and you know the major uh, hiccup where i fall was the youngness but now when i have become and you know when i am so showing the results now everybody has understood and now i see such young faces in education which i'm so happy my both the principals are so young they are around 40 45 and i feel really proud of that so i think this taboo of having youngness in education should be you know minus out totally <laughs> absolutely ma'am age is just a number correct for sure okay so lastly uh, what advice do you have for aspiring female leaders who are interested in pursuing a career in education or school administration <laughs> when it comes to women i always have this because you know i'm in the education world where i've seen there are almost females 90% females loaded in education where i've seen uh, because you know we have this we are always jealous of each other you know there is always this thing with uh, ladies but i always feel the own i have grown up uh, you know appreciating and empowering my team and the female members of my rather than feeling jealous so i think if a woman empowers other women then i think they can do they can achieve anything when a choreographer can become a ceo of a group of education and i think anybody can do anything so i think you have to give power to your people there has to be trust there has to be collaboration i think these three things will really help any woman grow better than a uh, lot of men as well <laughs> uh yes ma'am exactly women empowerment is not about being better than men it's about empowering women to be the absolutely. best version of themselves yes absolutely that's all from my side ma'am it was lovely to have you and answering such question and listening to you it's so inspiring thank you for coming up for this podcast and we uh, we are actually thrilled to hear your experiences thank you so much Thank you so much, Kashmi, and thank you so much, Mr. Rahul Suri, for giving this, uh, you know, platform. And I'm glad that even if one or two sentences, if somebody could pick up and they get inspired, I will be really happy. Thank you so much.